Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, Almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Clear the airways. The Lunker Dog is on the air. Are you ready? This is the Real Guy Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Real Guy Podcast. This is Captain Jeff along with the Shepherd, Stephen Busaka. What's up, Busaka? How's it going, man? He's looking pretty nice there. You're all friggin' uh <laughs> let's just say that you tightened up your grill a bit. Tightened up my grill. That's actually a cool way to say it. You never heard that before? I never heard that before. Yeah, man. If I, I don't know when it I start first heard that, but you know, if I went and got if I went and uh you know, shaped up my uh beard and Shaved and everything, and just tighten up my grill. But you got the whole thing, haircut and everything, huh? I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I just actually got that done before I came over here, too. I went down to... Did I tell you I got a new barber? A new barber. Dude, so so get this. So I've been going to the same... The same lady was cutting my hair for 13 years. 13 years. That's same. pretty good. That's pretty... Pretty good for impressive. her. Impressive, yeah. And I finally decided... Because with COVID going on, she wasn't really cutting hair. And, well, you know, hair doesn't stop growing. Right. And um, a buddy of mine made a recommendation. He goes, listen, he goes, call my boy Alejandro. Come to your house. So I took a chance. And he came to my house. And he did a great job, especially for a first time, not really knowing my hair. I was impressed. And he was a super cool dude, you know, young guy. And... Um, I was getting ready to have him come to the house again, and he goes, he goes, listen, he goes, come to the barbershop I work at down in Miami. He goes, call Figaro's Barbershop. He goes, it's cheaper. He goes, and you get basically like a red carpet treatment. And I said, well, what do you mean red carpet treatment? He goes, do he goes, get the haircut. He goes, blow dryer, the shampoo and conditioner, they massage your head, and then they even do a, uh, a massage of your neck and shoulders too at the end. Really? All for 30 bucks. For $30. $30, okay? So that, I went to see him. That ain't even right, 30 bucks. Is that, a, that is a steal, dude. So I, I, this is my second time going to barbershop. At very clean. I, mean, I should take pictures of it. Red carpet treatment, per usual. Here's the kicker. He had a, uh, and this is why it took me a while to get here today, but he had a deal going on um, for a limited time. A complimentary hot towel shave. I never had a hot towel shave before. You know what that is, right? I never had a hot towel shave. Never. Never. I, I never had it until I've today. I've seen it on TV. 
Dude, I think if you if you ever get a chance to do it, especially if it's complimentary, dude, one hundred percent do it. It was relaxing. I was I was blown away, dude. It was awesome. <laughs> I was so excited. And you went to Miami for this. And I went to Miami for this. So any of you listeners uh, down there in Miami, I know we got Ozzy down there in Miami. If any of you guys are looking for a legit barber that provides like red carpet treatment to the customers. Go see my boy Alejandro down there at Figaro's Barbershop. Tell him I sent you. How many Alejandros are there? I think it's just him. <laughs> I'd be willing to bet. I'd be willing to bet on that. <laughs> so, so you go from here to Hialeah. I drive from here to Hialeah. To get your hair cut now. It's actually not that bad. It's 30 minutes. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be willing to bet 100 that that don't last 13 years. I don't know, man. He's pretty freaking good. <laughs> You see, he does a good job, man. At, at 30 bucks, I'm not sure he's going to be around in 13 years. I mean, hey, man, their business is great. But again, they, they do quality work. You do quality work. You take care of your customers. I'm a big believer. You take care of your customers to take care of you. All right. So at, we're at, at the end of this COVID thing, you're getting back on track now. So you went and got your hair cut. You ready to start over? Yeah, I'm ready to start over, man. Although it's funny you say start over because as we're going to talk about in this podcast, I think... Uh, all of us in this network are kind of starting back to from where we were. Don't, you, don't you agree? <laughs> I'm starting. I'm starting to pick up where I left off. That's what I mean. Like explain, right, explain right, that. Right before, right before COVID came in and everybody freaked out and the government started, like you know, doing everything that they were doing, changing the story every single week and all that, and then everybody got infatuated with it and blah blah blah. Right before that, I was hot and heavy on trying to make the city do something about rehabbing the waterways here. And everybody in downtown Fort Lauderdale, everybody that works for the city, totally dropped that. I was actually trying to work with the state, DeSantis, and all those people. I think they were happy when COVID hit because then they didn't have to hear about They didn't want to have because then they gave them an excuse not to have to deal with this. I'm not so sure about that. But... It did hit, and that got left behind. So today, on my walk, I went down to the old Hammersheet Canal, mm. where one of the big sewage breaks was, and uh, just to kind of see if anything's been happening. Not like I haven't been by there at least once a week ever since, but today, since I was starting all over, I'm going to say I went down there and I wanted to say, okay, what did this city do, or what has been done? to one of the canals where we pumped hundreds of millions of gallons of sewage and killed everything. So I went down there and I scouted around and I took some pictures just like I was doing before all this COVID bullshit happened. And it was bad. And what I mean bad is nothing has been done. Complete destruction. There's nothing living in that canal. I don't think anything the, could live in the it. The shorelines are just gross. No crustaceans. Everything stinks in there now. The water's 90 degrees. Things are floating to the top. You can see the mangroves. The mangrove little shoots will start closer to the road than the water. It's like once where the water goes up and down in your tide line, everything is dead. Anything that that water touched is dead. And there's pipes draining into the same place that the pipe broke that are just leaking this nasty looking water right into the canal 
And it's not like nobody knows about it because obviously whoever puts up those booms or whatever has a boom around it. So it's obviously nasty. It looks horrible. It smells horrible. It smells horrible. And there's a boom around it that doesn't even work. So it's just draining right into the canal. So I went down there. I took all sorts of pictures and I posted them all over social media today. And I will be checking tomorrow to see if anything has happened. Now, there's been a lot of talk in town about this $2.1 million fine that was imposed on the city of Fort Lauderdale for dumping all that sewage into the water. Now, they have a choice, though, don't they? It was either pay the fine. Right. Or use $3 million. Or they can use $3.1 million. To fix it. To rehab the waterways here in Fort Lauderdale. What either, do you think they're going to choose? Either or. I have no clue what they're going to do, which is appalling to me. Wouldn't you want to just rehab it? I mean, personally, I think we're long overdue. I'm not sure why we haven't rehabbed it yet. I mean, it's not rocket science. You to and I have talked about this before, though. It, it doesn't have to be that hard to fix our, to rehab our waterways. It just... It doesn't have to be that difficult. It's not rocket science. It's not rocket science. You know, well, tell, to, now tell everybody the plans, the, the, the very simple cost. So anyway... Three million bucks, which isn't a whole crazy lot amount of money to, to rehab, especially where the government spends it. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It just seems to me like common sense solutions should come first. What do you consider common sense solutions? Common sense solutions like greenery, mangroves. Mm -hmm. Mangroves promote life. We have no mangroves in our canal. It's all seawall. It's all seawall. So, in areas that we can plant mangroves, I think we should plant mangroves. I mean, real common sense stuff. I also think we should start using things like the water goats. What's a water goat? A water goat is something that a guy made over on the West Coast, and it simply skims the water and gets the plastic and a lot of the trash out of it. That's a big thing, because I'd say every single time I see our waterways, it's loaded with plastic. It's loaded with all sorts of debris. Plastic, leaves, dead iguanas, tampons, uh, prophylactics, friggin' the grossest shit you ever could imagine is just in our waterways floating around. And I think that the town of Fort Lauderdale could easily afford 20, 30, 40, 50 water goats. And we could have, at least cosmetically, the water would look nice. Yeah. And it wouldn't have plastic and tampons and maxi pads floating all around the damn place. So I think having 20, 30, 40 water goats that we stretch across the canal systems here and we collect that trash would be a positive way forward. It'd be a no-brainer and it's not like crazy expensive. Yeah. And like you said, it, it's a good start because at least it would look nicer too. Well, we could see physical effects of the water goat actually... Taking, working right taking trash out of the water yes we need to do that why wouldn't we do it and if we did that and it worked then maybe pompano would do it and then maybe the port would do it and then maybe hollywood would do it and then it's a very simple common sense solution on where we can actually start rehabbing our waterways but the government doesn't work that way like simple common sense would tell you what to do and they never do it 
They're going to do it the same old way that they've always done it. First thing they're going to do is they're going to put together some sort of bullshit task force on how to do it, which is going to take a long time. And they're going to put a bunch of morons on the task force. Cost them a lot of money just right. to do that. Well, time, money, and then detraction of common sense solutions like the ones we're talking about. Because these task force will come up with some lame-ass idea that's half-proven. Kind of like that Oyster Project thing. You know what I mean? Oh, that the CCA did? Right. Now, the CCA, what they did is they had an Oyster Project, and it's one of these feel-good projects, and I think if they could have grew oysters, then it would probably work. But they couldn't. Our water was too contaminated. Correct. And going into the... Um, going into the, the program, I explained to the CCA people that I could take them already and show them where oysters will grow and where they won't grow. We didn't have to put out a hundred oyster traps that the CCA pay for and wasted the last six months of the guy's time planting them all over Fort Lauderdale. When we knew that the water was already contaminated, we knew that the oysters wouldn't grow in there already. But the CCA wants to spend the time, money, and energy. And for what? They all died. They all died. But why did they do that? Because at the time they did that, it was like one of these feel-good projects. Like, oh, we're well, going to yeah, make... You pat yourself on the back afterwards. Well, we're going to make, you know, we're actually out there. We're really doing stuff. When they knew ahead of time, they knew damn well ahead of time that those oysters weren't going to grow. We all did. Everybody pretty much assumed that, and I actually told the people of the CCA my opinion on that, which of course is correct because I know if oysters were growing in the damn waterways or not. There was a time when we were kids when there was you could not like jump in the canal because your feet would get all cut up, cut up by oysters. because of oysters. Now you don't jump in the canal so you don't get MRSA. Or Lord knows, or syphilis, or Lord knows what else. You're you not going to get syphilis out there, young man. You might get syphilis down at that weird place you got your hair cut. But you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it in the freaking canals. Yeah, Alejandro, not Alejandra. You might get staph out there. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of different bacteria. For it is, they, yes, they it's, they it's bacteria. bacteria that you might get out there, but you're yeah. not going to get syphilis. You're all right. And you? Uh, I'm going to leave it at that. So anyway, I spent the afternoon taking pictures and video of the places that were hit hardest by the sewage spills here. I posted them all over Facebook. I posted them all over Instagram. And I'm getting the ball rolling again because it's an election year. It's an election year. Mm -hmm. Did you know that uh, there's a new guy running for mayor? No. I didn't. And isn't that sad? It is sad. Most people didn't know there's a new guy running for mayor. And the only reason I knew there was a new guy running for mayor is because somebody reached out to me to tell me there was a new guy running for mayor. But you had to declare, I think it was a little over a week or two weeks ago, whether or not you were going to run or not. And this person that's running for mayor, or at least going to try, um, I simply put out on social media... If anybody knew about the new guy. And so far, not too many people know about him. One guy that I know um, that was intricate in um, helping with the uh, protest was Kevin Conkern. Oh, yeah. For, he's with the, is he with 954 Paddle Group, right? 
he's not with 954 Paddle Group, but he's friends with all those people. We all became friends because of the protest. Okay. But Kevin um, was just a pleasure and yeah. just really did well, um, performed at a high level. Good speaker. And he was passionate about the waterway. So anyway, um, Kevin, on one of the political groups on Facebook, um, there's one called Save Fort Lauderdale. Okay. You guys are into saving Fort Lauderdale. It's not a bad bad place to go. But obviously, Save Fort Lauderdale isn't a big enough group to get this guy Ken's name out there. Because here we are, 10 days past whatever the date that was, and nobody knows that this guy is running for mayor yet. He declared himself. He declared himself. I spoke to him about it on the phone last week. What so, were your first impressions of him on the phone? I mean, it's hard to get a good read of people on the phone. Yeah, I mean, did you get a bad vibe? Did you get a good vibe? Or no, was I got like... a great vibe. And the reason I got a great vibe is because none of our city officials were even getting contested. So just to know that, you know, he was going to run, you know, it made me feel a heck of a lot better that at least I have a choice now. Yeah. As opposed to getting what we've already got. I feel like a lot of people seem, I think a lot of people think that. Because, again, nobody knows that this guy's even running. So they might just think, well, we just got what we got. <clears throat> well, this is my next point. My next point is it's an election year. And we just had this huge, bigger than anybody's ever seen before, sewer spill happen right in downtown Fort Lauderdale in one of the freaking most prominent communities or the most prominent communities of all of Fort Lauderdale. And people don't even pay attention to this kind of stuff. You know how many people didn't even know that it happened? Most people didn't know that it happened. I've talked to literally five people in the last week. Do you know about the sewage spills that we had? Right. No. Right. What? Right. right. I'm like, you didn't hear about that, did you? Right. But they heard about the bullshit friggin' problems all across the country with all sorts of shit that doesn't really pertain to them. Mm-hmm. They're more worried about COVID and all that stuff. They're worried about like, these protests that are going on, the Black Lives Matter movement, um, pretty much everything that really... Everything the media is trying to distract us with, basically. Well, the media has their storyline, but then there's things that actually matter. You want to hear something really sad? Let me hear it. All right, so Victoria, you know, 14 and a half years old, she wants to go out boating with her friends without the parents. And this is the first time we ever let her go out boating without the parents. Okay. Now, it was two families that we knew from town. These okay. families have serious water time. I mean, they're out in their boats. Their kids are out in their boats. I mean, really have a lot of hours on the water. Okay. And I know that for a fact. And I've watched them out there. So there's some relief in that, at least. Well, when you're letting your 14-and-a-half-year-old girl go out on the water on a weekend in Fort Lauderdale... At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. You don't want them going out there with somebody that doesn't have any experience. There's no room yeah. for that anymore. Nope. One of these loser water taxis will run them over mm -hmm. or intimidate them so bad that they don't have a good time. Yeah. 
But that's another whole freaking subject. And what totally broke my heart, because I was so excited that she wanted to go out on boats with her friends. Yeah. I was so excited for her to go out on the boats with her friends, because that's what we did when we were teenagers. What 14-year-old kid actually says that now? Most of the time, they want to hang out inside and play video games. Right. That's the other thing that really made me happy, is that they wanted to go out and be on the boats. Yeah. And then being, um, having the parent role, is I asked her to do me a favor. Do you know what that favor was? What? I asked her not to go swimming in the canals. That broke my heart to have to ask the kid, my kid, that I was so happy that got a chance to go out in the water with her friends for her first time. And then I got to tell her that she can't go in the water because it's too polluted and she might get an infection and I just could not deal with that. And I wanted her to let her friends know not to go in the water and not to encourage it. And then after the photos I took today at the Hemmershie Canal. Thank the Lord you told her that. It just totally reiterates it, but it does not make me feel any better. Kills me, dude. It freaking kills me. And then it got me fired up to come home and start making some posts. Because what happened last time we did the protest is I showed some compassion and passion for the water. Other people noticed and were like, the guy's right. And then they were able to express their passion for the water. And it grew like a snowball. And I'm just praying that it will grow again like that i just find it very ironic that this whole covid thing hit literally when we were starting to get some serious momentum right you know what i'm talking about too right it was i thought it was very very ironic that that's exactly when it hit and then of course you know all of a sudden everything that whole thing just went away well and then it goes back to the same old narrative there's always something more important dude than water quality but you know, this but, time it was COVID. Last time it was about the stupid, some park they wanted to build down on A1A. Before that, it was about something else. But it's always something. Let me tell you something. We're, and I've told you about this too. We're in, we live in the state of Florida. The water that we have here is one of the, I mean, you know, economically, every, the water is huge to us, especially down here in South Florida, dude. And we've talked about this before. Don't you think that one of these politicians would want our water quality to literally be top priority. The water goes, not just fishing, I'm talking like the water goes to shit. It's too poisonous to be out there swimming, kayaking, paddleboarding. They have not had an incentive to clean up the water. In years. They have not had an incentive. They've had lots of other incentives out there, and they've taken advantage of all sorts of them. Like every single one of them. (laughs) They've taken advantage of all the other incentives. And the reason there's no incentive for them to do anything about the water is because the people of Fort Lauderdale have not spoken up. Even the protests that we did and the traction that we got, that was a fraction Fraction of of the people that should have been friggin' involved. It should have been everybody in Victoria Park. Dude, let's break it down even more so than that. Do you see all the fools in their boats with their Trump flags? I'm a Trump supporter. I voted for him last time. I've said that before out loud. But Jesus, if you're going to put flags all over your boat that say Trump, and you're going to go and get hundreds of your friends to do the same thing. And mind you, you're, you're a boater. You're passionate. You must be. You love the water. You are a boater, and you are here in Fort Lauderdale, and you will 
spend your time and energy to get all fired up about federal politics. In the meantime, right in your own backyard, they're literally shitting in the water that you're protesting in, and you didn't say nothing, and you didn't show up to the fucking protest, and you don't know about this new mayor. And you wonder why nothing happens. That's why nothing happens. There is no incentive for the politicians to do what they're supposed to do because everyday people like me and you don't pay attention and don't give a shit. And until we change, that's never going to change. I think we need to do another protest. What do you think? I think we're going to do protests, but we're going to do rallies like Trump's doing. Hardcore. I want to change LonkerCon this year. I want to hit... 10, 12, 15 different locations, all small towns across friggin' Florida. And I want to go there and I want to promote the friggin' um, visit. And I want to invite people to come to let me tell them the story about what happened here in Fort Lauderdale to make sure that same story does not repeat itself in their hometowns. Port Charlotte, Homosassa, Titusville, uh, Melbourne, Sebastian Inlet. Miami, even. My, dude, I want to go to them all, and I want to talk, and I want to try to wake them up. And maybe, just maybe, that these same fools that freaking get so fired up about Trump in their boats will get fired up about the own water that they're playing in. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Anyway. And you know, you know the first thing that's going to happen. We're going to piss people off. We're going to piss people off. We're going to wake some people up. It's going to be, you know. No, we're going to piss people off. We're going to piss people off. Politicians. Well, we'll probably piss off the CCA. We just talked about Scrum. that. Well, I'm not too concerned about it. It wouldn't be the first time I pissed anybody off. But hey, well, guess maybe, what? maybe, all right, let's put it in perspective. Who should be more pissed off? The CCA for talking about the failed oyster project that we knew was going to fail ahead of the time, or the people that had to wait six months to watch it fail while the CCA wasted their time and money they gave them. Who should be more pissed off? The people that freaking spent all that money and time. But who will be pissed off? The, the CCA. CCA. That's what it should they, works. they should, but they... Dude, look. The CCA... You know what? We're not going to get that into it. I'll get into it. I don't care. You don't mind shits. if we get into it? I don't, I don't care. care. Well, guess I mean, what? Every year they pat themselves on the back. You know, they always talk about how great a work that they do. You know, the whole thing is they dump all the concrete offshore to make artificial reef. Mitchell Vitel, listen, he had a great point. All right? Look, you know, I get what you're trying to do, but, you know, concrete does not naturally grow in the ocean. All right? Well, the CCA, to me, works a lot like government works. It, like, it, it might as well be a government agency. Dude, they, they want to put artificial reefs offshore. Whether you're for it or against it, okay. They're going to do it. No, well, they're going to do whatever they want to yeah. do. They're going to do whatever they think is going to raise the most money for whatever they think they want to do. But that just goes to show you, kind of like um, common sense is what I'm telling you. We know that if we plant mangroves inside the intercoastal, that's going to promote life. We know if we put those, but what are they, goats? Water goats. But water did, goats. Did, the CCA did help with the water goats in Tampa, just so you know. But anyway. Oh, really? A little bit. Why won't they do it here then? They might. But, if, but um, you got to push them. Obviously, right now, they're worried about oysters. Maybe next time they'll be worried about the water goat instead of the friggin' offshore reefs that they're doing. 
But I'm just saying the offshore reef thing, look, that's so complicated and so freaking abstract and we're not even positive it's really working or not. Well, we know that fish are attracted is... to it or not. But they're going to go offshore and put concrete out there before they replant mangroves inside a place that we put all concrete? All right, I got a, I got a good idea. You will take the concrete, we'll pile it up on a barge and go make a reef. Where the concrete was, then we'll replace that with mangrove. I'm down. Wait, that's common sense. It's not going to work. CCA is not going to get involved, and neither is the government. So we'll do it ourselves. Dude, <laughs> we're going to do what we do. We're going to tell it like it is. That's what we've always done since we started this podcast. We're, we we're going to tell it like it is. And um, if we piss people off, so be it. Do I think said. the world's a better place with the CCA than without it? I do. Do I think the CCA is uh, more like the government than like us? I do. Yes. So, you know, put it in perspective for you. Smoke and mirrors. That's what everybody's into. It's simple shit that will get the waterways cleaned up. It's not that complicated. I'd like to think if we keep pushing it, maybe somebody will finally be like, all right, let's give that a try. As opposed to spending all kinds of money on useless crap that doesn't work. Well, let's just start with basics. First, water goats. Right. Mangroves. Little things that we already know will work then we find out what's the latest and greatest and the most innovative thing like there's a protein skimmer idea right there that might, i heard about that <laughs> that protein skimmer might be a home run it's never been used before right well i mean they use it in, in certain application and it's proven it will clean up the water and i think it'll probably do a good job but it no one's ever done it before it's not just um you know, common sense type. This, that's the latest and greatest technology. And I think it should be experimented with right after we do the mangroves, right after we put the water goats up. Because here's right my question. We, that, right after we fix the drains, we quit just dumping stuff in the canals all the time. That protein skimmer, because this is the thing. Okay, yes, that, look, that's great. It might work. But I do believe, because you know how I am about trash. You know, like that's, you know, kind of where you and I differ a little bit. I'm all for picking up trash on the beach, and but that's another story. But we got to get that trash and shit out of the canals. Do we? It have? looks. It, it again. It goes back to how it looks. It looks disgusting. Right. Just seeing that shit in there. Right. So anyway, common sense stuff first. I think that's what we should actually title this podcast. Common sense. Common sense stuff first. Common sense stuff first. Or so, common sense first. Either one. Or common sense. Yeah. Either or. You can make an acronym or something. Yeah. Common sense stuff. No, it's not, no, gonna, it's not, not gonna, gonna work. work. It's not gonna no. work. It was a good idea though. But it's anyway, right. dude, you look good. Thank I'm, you. I'm glad you're starting fresh. This is gonna be your coast post COVID mode. It is. And you talk about starting fresh. That's what we're gonna do with the waterways. We're gonna start even though we're picking up where we were, we're fired up with new energy, so no sense we're starting fresh. Well we're I, gonna come out guns blazing. Well I think what we really need to do is try to get more participation by the people that love the water in this town than we've ever had in our local politics. Because believe it or not, local politics is where everything really happens. And that's where not only the most power is, because it starts small, small things control big things, but it's also the most neglected. And what I mean by that is people just don't participate. And people don't realize how much power they could have if they actually if they simply would do participated. It. Would do it. Jeff, how many people would you say showed up to that protest we did? Between I, land and between land and on the water? Well, we had about eighty boats and the boats were loaded with people. I'd say on average there's about six people on each boat. 
So 80 times 6 is what? 80 times 6. What is that, like 480? 480. All right, so it was 480 people on boats, and I'd say on land there was probably another... At least 300 to 400. Call it 2 to 300. Kind of like measuring snooks. We'll always give them a little bit of benefit of the doubt. Okay. Be a gentleman about it. Don't right. over-exaggerate. All right. <laughs> oh, is, that was my wishful this thinking. This isn't the pier, all right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. This isn't, no, 15th Street Fishery Pier, you mean. <laughs> oh, dude. The 15th Street boat ramp thing. Oh, my gosh. That's, a, that's, that's I was going to say. Let's gonna, save that for another one. Dude, the, but, the podcast I did with, with Norm about it was phenomenal. People loved it. Hit it right on the friggin' head with that one. And um, But anyway, so... So we're gonna say we had roughly about, we had roughly about six to seven hundred people show up. Yeah. Between land and on the water. Right. We should have had a couple thousand if you think about it. Yeah. We should have. We really should have. We yeah. sh- now we, we did say though the weather did deter some people the and sucks. we knew that. But even then though, I still don't think that even if the weather held up, I still don't think we had enough at, we would have had enough as we should have had. Like, can you imagine, Jeff, if we literally had thousands of people show up to that? Well, the mayor of Fort Lauderdale didn't even show up to this. The mayor of Fort Lauderdale. The commissioner didn't even show up not, to it. None of the city leaders showed up to the protest about clean water. If I, I, I guarantee you, if thousands of people showed up, though, they'd have no freaking choice, even if it was their day off, but to show up. Dude, these politicians know how many people vote. They also know how many people they got a finger on. And until that changes, they're going to do exactly what they know they have to do. Or what they can do. To get back in office. Yeah. But it's our job. And for anybody else that listens to this podcast, especially you coastal communities that we're always talking about, it's an election year. Ask your commissioners. Ask your mayor what their policy is. On making sure that your water stays or is or becomes or gets rehabbed like ours. But ask your poli- your local politicians their plan on water quality for your local area. And see what they say. They're probably going to be like, huh? Right. They might not even know that it's a major concern of yours. And if you don't make it a major concern and don't make it something that they have to think about, you can't blame them. Yeah. It goes back to say we have to hold our politicians accountable, too. I feel like most places don't. That's because the politicians do things that nobody even knows is happening. How many people do you think know that the local government here stole $250 million from them to do whatever they wanted with? Well, that was all that money that was supposed to be there, remember? That was to actually money, fix the sewage? That was money that people were charged for, Taxes. Their, for their sewer and water bill. That money was supposed to keep the infrastructure up to a T. And they took that money and gave themselves raises yep. and did pet projects and did everything but keep the infrastructure friggin' the way it should be. And that's a fact. They admitted it to us. Remember that? that was, they admitted it to us. That was one of the most honest things that I ever heard our mayor talk about. I had to give them credit, though, because I was like, listen, at least they were honest with us. They did tell because us. Because we can't, we can't say because they could be, we, well, you just speculated that. No. If you were at the meeting, you heard it from the horse's mouth. They do have a term. They do have a term that they call what they did, and it's legal what they did. And uh, I forgot. Legal that, but not ethical. No, it's not ethical at all. It was for, it's a scam is what it is. 
But anyway, it was legal. It's a scam. They have a word for it. But in the Real Guy Network, we'll just make it simple and let you know that the government stole $250 million from the taxpayers in Fort Lauderdale to do whatever they wanted to do, knowing that they had an infrastructure problem, setting themselves up for the world record sewage spill. Sewage spill. And they counted altogether about 500 million gallons. So if they counted 500 million gallons, I would imagine there was probably three times that amount. I was going to say it was more than that. Right. Because more the DEP doesn't know their ass from their elbow either. And they're the ones that count it or something like that. But it's so freaking confusing, it's retarded. So confusing, it's retarded. That's retarded. That doesn't so even make sense. So confusing, it's retarded. Yeah, forget all that. Just Jesus. rambling on over here. That could have even been a title too. So confusing, it's retarded. <laughs> that is a good one. <laughs> No, I like the other one better. Common sense first. Anyway, that's The Shepherd. This is Captain Jeff, the Longer Dog. This is a podcast for you, real guys, made by real guys. And I hope you guys enjoyed this week's featured episode in the Real Guy Studio, in the Longer Dog Studio with The Shepherd and Captain Jeff. Run that dog. Run that dog. <laughs>